Shot of Wrestling. Episode 88. And away we go. I've been freestyles and so called sudden and hitting the attitude adjustment. Brothers of destruction, Undertaker Kane. Sit in the fire or get cooled like Roman Brain. Get this dude love and you got my back. Man, you're so kind and hit that Cactus Jack. and Patty Yak, the face that runs the place now. So phenomenal when I'm breaking the walls down. You're about to get it. We going off the script. If you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick. We talk at WWE. It's a shot of wrestling with Green Man and MJP. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. Welcome. <laughs> to the Halloween episode of A Shot of Wrestling. Oh my. <laughs> green Man. Or should I say the Macho Green Man? It's the Macho Green Man here, baby. I, I'm dressed like the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Oh yeah, dig it. Mm, yeah. Turning my finger around That's a little bit. That's enough. That's a good Macho Man, Randy Savage, though, don't you think? It's all right. I've been I've seen better. <laughs> How's it going, my man? Yeah, same old, Halloween, same old. Halloween, another been? year, another year, another another parade of of ghoulish things going on. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> what do you? Should we indulge everybody on what we're we're gonna be this year for Halloween? Right, I told you, you are Macho Man, the Macho Green Man. Oh yeah, baby, dig it. Stop hitting snap, your mic. Stop snap, hitting snap into a slim jam. Stop hitting your microphone stand. <laughs> first of all. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I I just had no costume this year. You should be uh, so Michael pulled, J. Putty. <laughs> yeah. So I pulled out the old classic, The Undertaker. You're a great Undertaker. But by, by the way, the WWE, if we remember this a year ago, actually gave ago, you a yeah. shout out. Posted it. Yeah. Yeah. For you being it's the Undertaker. Our, our friend Jonathan and I do um, you know, couples costumes. He won't do it with his wife. <laughs> but he'll do it one with me. Yeah. So we coordinate cool. our costumes every year, and this last. Two years ago, I think it was. You guys have a good bromance. It was my turn, and he's like, "What do you want to be?" I'm like, "I always thought about being the Undertaker for Halloween, yeah, or going to the live events as Undertaker." And you spent a decent amount of money on that costume. Yeah, it's not important how much, yeah, because <laughs> you went all out and you went. You, Still paying for it, yeah. You you went. Uh, bought a fucking belt. You, yeah, you went with a classic wing belt. First of all, I bought a belt off the website. Drunk one night, I bought a full length leather jacket, full leather jacket, folks, from China. 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 <laughs> Would, would you fucking know this year, I see in the costumes websites, they're uh, selling the Undertaker costume with the jacket included. No way. Fuck you yeah, started that shit. You're a trendsetter, yeah. Michael J. Putty. So I tell him, like, why don't we be the Undertaker Paul Bearer? He was all about it. But he's a skinny dude. He's he wore like, that suit. He's, and like, he so, would be the Enzo in, in yeah. the Enzo and Cass. So we, that would have been a good one. That was on our list. Okay. So we did it. Everyone loved it. Everyone knew who we were right away. Everyone was, it was one of the best costumes of the night. And then I see a couple of days later that they're having a Halloween costume. If you're dressed as Undertaker, uh-huh. tag us. The WWE was having. Not realizing it was the 25th anniversary of Undertaker that year. Oh. So I just happened to say it. Thank God the, the stars aligned. Because if I did it the previous year or this year. It wouldn't have worked. No, it just happened. It was a total accident. That. that was a few years ago then. I think it was two it was years like two ago. two years ago. It was a total accident. Mm-hmm. And it worked. And uh, yeah, it was on WWE.com. Nice. Yeah, this was cool. You that, was my, that was my claim to fame. You, you You're on all the videos. I was going to say, you could I'm on the dot com. Well, actually, technically, the Green Man is also on WWE.com. Um, yeah, in the videos. In the video packages. But uh, yeah, that was good times. 
Any plans for this year? Where are you getting drunk this year? Where are you having your shots of wrestling? Yeah, plans fell through this year, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be sexy Undertaker. Sec. <laughs> I'm going to wear the hat, the wig, the jacket, the belt, no clothes. You know what's great? I just drink by myself in my uh, back of my apartment. You, you know what's great about Halloween? It's the one time out of the year that girls could be the skankiest of skanks, yeah. and it's okay. Like you could be a slutty nurse, you could be a slutty cop. You could be like just get a slutty librarian, like the the most normalist thing. It's an R there, just librarian. Just slutty, yeah. and and it's hot. So how would the slutty green man look? Ooh, if you have a slutty green man outfit, hashtag at a shot of wrestling, and uh, you may win a t shirt. Who knows? Yeah, so we are posted on our Instagram and Facebook and our Twitters. We're having, a, I guess, it's not really a contest, but if you're dressing up as a WWE superstar or one of Green Man's favorite indie guys. That's right. You go as Eric Jaden. Ooh, the definition of authority and sexiness. Send it to us inbox at a shot of wrestling or just tag us when you post a video and or pictures, I'm sorry. And we'll probably post our favorites. Yeah. Let us know. See if you beat the Undertaker and Macho Green Man. You know who may beat it? Just recently I saw a post from Avril Lavigne. Did you see that? Yes, I did. She she posted that she was uh Maurice. Do you know why that happened? Please share. Do you know? She was a guest at their baby reveal slash Halloween party. Avril Lavigne? How do they know Avril Lavigne? <laughs> so that wasn't a costume. That was actually Ms. Maurice's outfit, and that was actually the Intercontinental title. Okay, that's that's beyond badass because yeah. Maurice, I'm a big fan, and if you lent me your costume, I would totally wear it. Oh, I'll totally put it on. <laughs> totally. Like I could have like Maurice juice in my junk. That'd All right, now you take it too far. This is <laughs> too PG. Far. Yeah. Too, too, uh, sorry, sorry for the kids, but uh, yeah, and and she got to wear the uh, yeah. I saw that belt because Maurice and the Miz both reposted it, and then I read that she was a guest at their party. Badass. I mean, how the hell did that match up line up? That's cool. That's cool. By the way, the the Miz and Maurice are going down in history for throwing the. Best parties. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the club. Their right. New Year's parties are, are crazy. Everybody yeah. loves them. It's been going on for Chateau. years now. Marmiz. There you go. Uh, watch awesome. I, You follow them on Instagram, you know, or Twitter. It's just, first of all, their Halloween parties are legendary. Really? And then our New Year's parties are just as legendary. Yeah. And so, uh, you good. Uh, I'm still waiting for my invite. Michael's your Chateau party. Mar- I'm wearing the fucking shirt right now. Yeah. Uh, no other guys, please. <laughs> You're, you're going to keep waiting for a while, my friend. You don't know that. My friend. You do not know that. Okay. If, if any I'll of keep hope alive. friends from, of the show uh, know The Miz and could get us an invite, uh, John Morrison, <clears throat> uh, just uh, let us know. We could be your plus one. I know you're engaged now, but uh, <clears throat> uh, plus three maybe? Plus four? Who knows? Because you know, when it comes to The Miz, I've been down since day one-ish. <laughs> Yo, everybody's jumping on that bandwagon of day one-ish. You saw Rusev? No. He's wearing the down sustained one ish shirt supporting when? the Usos. Oh, well, you know, not in the TV on social oh, media. Like, like social media and shit. Everybody is down with the Usos now. Was it my girl Charlie Caruso? I think they, did she called it the shirt in with uh, like pen markers. Okay. Looked like a beautiful ceramic. Um, like a mosaic? Yeah. It was beautiful. interesting. Because I see a t shirt. Charlie Caruso is it's a beautiful woman. I, I wouldn't be surprised she does beautiful things. And single, so hit me up at Michael J. Putty. You know? I, you, didn't you follow her on Tinder or something? Bumble. Bumble. Several times. Swipe right. Is that the bootleg t- Tinder? It's classier Tinder. 
Oh. Still no match. Still no matches. Oh. My heart's broken a couple times, but I'm fine. Well, speaking about matches, I got the uh, TLC card. Okay? We got some matches here for My you. My classes are paying off for you. <laughs> here are the matches for TLC. If you didn't Break watch it, down. it, there were some great ones. Uh, Sasha Banks. Some. Some. Two. Sasha Banks defeated Alicia Fox via submission in a singles match. Do the match. Norm Dar Not- impersonation. You do. You're good at that. Oh, the uh, Alicia Fox. Yeah. yeah. I missed that. I missed that. Um, then we get to the main show. Asuka made her debut. Finally. I've been fighting this for a while. Great rack. Asuka? Beautiful woman. Great rack. At the end of the match, you see great under boobs. Nice. 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 Well, Asuka defeated Emma. Emma? No, Emma. No, you're saying it wrong. Am I? Yeah, and her homeland is pronounced Emma. Emma. Asuka defeated Emma. Interesting. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. Thanks for the correction. Uh, Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan defeated the gentleman Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick, the Brian Kendrick. Also known as the bathroom match. <laughs> Alexa Bliss. We were really excited for this one. Uh, she put her title on the line against Mickey James and she retained. How smoking hot did Mickey oh, James Oh, my look? God. You're like revealing my one of my cheers for Raw. She's oh, smoking oh. hot every freaking week. Well, I've been saying that since day one-ish. Um, but if, if I was her baby, I would love to suck on that nipple. Way to cross the line. Way to cross the line, <laughs> my friend. But I saw that banging alpha she had. I'm like, good. Thank God she got rid of the fucking little bell bottom shit yet. Bottom. Oh, yeah. And then lo and behold, pan down. She still had them. Mm. But uh, smoking hot. Uh, Enzo Amori. Got some stories on him tonight. How you doing? Uh, but uh, he defeated Kaliso to uh, win the Cruiserweight Championship. Win it back. Great. It was a not a long title reign for Kalisto. The Demon Finn Balor defeated a Raw a uh, SmackDown star AJ Styles. Um, now this is a category of match of the year since it went on. Everybody's been talking about it. It was a good match. You're, yeah, it yeah. was really good. Uh, your thoughts? I don't know. Our award show is going to be coming up. The the shot of wrestling. Well, I had show. my top five match of the year nominees. Do you? Yeah, and I, I might have to make room for this one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 great when the shot of wrestling gets to the end of the year. I have to say, our New Year's episode and our Christmas episode are one of the highest rated episodes, just because we kind of recap the year. We get into we get a little nostalgic about it. The best part is it's the end of the year. People start fresh at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So we clean out the fucking bar. <laughs> January 1st, get a new batch and yes. see what happens. Fresh new drinks, maybe new shots of wrestling. Uh, Jason Jordan defeated Elias. Now, this is a match that was uh, like planned throughout the night. What did you think about like the build for it? Okay. Didn't like it that much. Just hot air blowing on Michael J. Please, oh, Mike. Did you just did you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear the headset? Yeah, the hot air? That was, no. The what? sound of them dropping the ball with Jason Jordan? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks. Uh, finally. The smart uh, joke, folks. The green man didn't get it. Finally. Uh, That's how you say it. Finally. Finally. Kurt Angle made his in-ring return to WWE when he teamed up against Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins to, I guess, rebuild the Shield 2.0. The Olympic Shield. Oh, the Olympic Shield. Thank you. I, I, I said corrected. And uh, they defeated The Miz, Cesaro, Sheamus, 
Braun Strowman and Kane. How the fuck did that happen? Five on three. Were you surprised? No, wait, wait a second. Five on three. And not only did Kurt Angle, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins defeat them, but they defeated Braun Strowman, who has... Did they, though? Literally annihilated everybody. And Kane, the monster? Are you kidding me? Did you watch that match? Yeah, I thought it was a little much, to be honest with you. I needed a The Olympic Shield didn't defeat Braun Strowman. Team Miz did. Mm, Touche. Thank you. Touche. There was a lot going on for that. So you knew the Shield was going to win that match going into it. They're not going to reunite the Shield to have them lose. Touche. And watching it, I'm like, this is the beatdown. Kurt Angle went to the back. You know he's coming back. Absolutely. It was, Although it was, they just it did was, it with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. The Brock Lesnar angle. I surprised myself by not being disappointed in this match. Hmm. It was fun to watch. It was. It was actually fun to watch. There was a lot going on, though. A lot to go on. Literally, I how thought... are they going to uh, surmount these odds? Mm-hmm. You knew we were going to do it. We were just waiting for it. And I just didn't have a problem. Surprisingly, I thought I would. Didn't have a problem with it. Now, the big story going into TLC was the fact that uh, a lot of the main superstars who were being promoted in this match got uh, sick Mm -hmm. before it. So they had to make substitutions. What did you think about the substitutions? One, let's talk about AJ Styles. What did you think about AJ Styles being the one to substitute uh, Sister Abigail? I guess Sister Abigail didn't make her debut at uh, TLC. As a WWE guy since day one. Yeah, it's you. That's why I'm asking you. I don't care. I'm not informed or give a shit about the backstory between AJ Styles and Finn Balor. And it's like the Bullet Club. Yeah, I don't care. I, I don't care. A lot of people feel like it was a diss for the Bullet Club and the shit that they were doing. Like with the, uh, Cody Rhodes and making the, the invasion angle with them. It was like, here, F you. Big finger up to the F you to the Bullet Club because... They actually had Finn Balor, AJ Styles have a quality match on there. Yeah, because no, no one cares about the Bullet Club. So then what was the too sweet about? Them giving you little guys who care about the Bullet Club something to come to. Oh. Oh, my God. This is fucking too sweet. They love us. You know, yeah, I don't care. It was like hashtag too sweet well, so everywhere. Were, well, they signed AJ Styles and the fucking Gals and Anderson. They're like, oh, my God. Is the Bullet Club going to form in WWE? But you're you're a WWE guy, so I, I know nothing about the ball club. You know exactly. To my opinion, it's the NWO of the Indies. Okay, because there's so many members, so many sh- so many organizations. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. But they're red hot. To me, it was a good match between two guys. I'm not a fan of Finn Balor. It sounds cool. Baylor. That's how you say it in his homeland, Baylor. I'm from his homeland. <laughs> so two words. Suck it. You, you are. <laughs> Especially you, Finn Balor. Well, you don't have to nah, cease and desist. I apologize. You don't have to cease and desist on, on uh, Suck It, so you could go ahead and say it. Oh, yeah. Three sweet. Three <laughs> sweet, ball. It was, it was a good match. Uh, it was. I think it was better than what would we have gotten. Touche. Absolutely. By the, why the fuck am I saying touche like every two seconds? I don't know. I was saying Ema. <laughs> or that was day one-ish. Ema. It's like, it's like, you said it wrong. Um, yeah, and the Kurt Angle thing, I'm curious to have that match would have played out with Roman Reigns. Okay, so then that was the next surprise. So Kurt Angle making his in-ring return, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah. In do the- you feel like it was his in-ring return? Because I feel like they, no, they, no. Were, they were strapped on time, and they needed to make a big impact. 
So who could we pick to make this big name to make a draw? And I actually watched it with our intern, TLC. Our oh, intern. Did? Yeah. Nice. Our intern, How's that going? Our intern texts us and he's like, yo. I'm is he, is he, our intern is your intern. I don't hear from him. He doesn't do anything for me. Um, he's waiting for you to give him some jobs. I tell, I tell him all the time. Anytime Michael J. Putty needs, needs his car wash, you know, you yeah. have to go. Yeah, got a car now. But, uh, hear that, ladies? <laughs> ah, Michael J. Putty. But uh, he, he, yeah, he texts us and he's like, yo, I really am interested in this TLC. So obviously the WWE sold this pay-per-view mm-hmm. in a short amount of time. One of the things I found really interesting in a short amount of time, they created a bigger buzz by booking AJ Styles and Kurt Angle on this show. than they did by building to this TLC match. Was he excited before? He was not. Okay. He was not. So WWE, if you're able to create a buzz in a week's time for a pay-per-view instead of a build, then obviously you know you have the keys to the kingdom. You know you have the talent to be able to fulfill this excitement. Fucking do it already. Don't fucking lead us on with some bullshit angles and, and bullshit builds. You keep saying the word build. You keep yeah. saying the word build. Build. And AJ Styles, during Raw Talk... Mm. Was asked about his match, and he said it's funny because there was no build, to no this build match. whatsoever. Yeah, and they still stole the show. Absolutely, because people wanted to see that match, and it's a with zero build. Nobody wanted to see Sister Abigail versus the Demon. No, with weeks of build, weeks, months, people months. wanted to see AJ Styles versus the ba- Demon with zero build. So, do you think? Obviously. This is something that if you're creative, you you must have thought that Finn Balor versus AJ Styles would eventually have to happen. It's it's one of those things that you're like the dream match for WrestleMania. Rematch of Survivor Series. I, I think they should hold off to WrestleMania, Ooh, bro. Okay. Uh, if if I was willing, if I was trying to make money out of WrestleMania, our big event, and I just saw this match kill it on a TLC, a throwaway pay per view, I'm gonna put it on the big show. I'm a, I'm gonna make it go. Uh, Double main event on WrestleMania. Can I disagree with you? Please. Finn Balor won at a Raw pay-per-view. Mm. So Survivor Series, AJ gets his win back. Okay. Rubber match, WrestleMania. I like it already. That's what I'm here for. Thank you very much. WB guys, that's what I'm here for. But that's, <laughs> that's what uh, TLC was all about. It was just great to see the shield come out at the top of the stairs. And then Kurt Angle come out a couple seconds later, uh-huh. and you see his face glowing oh up God. like a child on Christmas. <laughs> he was grinning from ear to ear like a Grinch when his heart threw, grew three, three sizes. He was just so happy to be where he was. It was just kind of like, aw, moment. Aw, make a wish, kid. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Do you, do you feel like he was uh, in TNA when the shield was actually created and getting this big push? I think he like, was, Oh, right? dude. I wish I was in the shield. I no. wish they, they gave me a vest. I think he wished he, they were Team Angle 2.0. Mm. That was called Team Angle, right? By the way, Kurt Angle said yes to the vest. OMG. That was a great post. Thank you. I'm not going to lie. Preach. Most of your points are, posts are kind of stupid, but that was, that was a good one. I have to give credit to uh, the Jeff? intern. Yeah. He's he's very witty when he's drunk. Oh, so, <laughs> so it wasn't you. All right, that makes sense. I was wondering where you get the humor from. That's all I got, my friend. I could keep going on about TLC and how hot Mickey James was, but we got a lot of shit to get into, so keep going. To go, a lot to get into. Now, 
there's a lot we're getting into because uh, we are preparing for our debut at BCW Final Judgment. Okay, is there a debut or our return? Because that was our first show. I mean, it's like our home. It's like our second home. I always say, go to a great indie show in your backyard. You have the best wrestling. And the reason we're doing this, folks, by the way, because I've been asked this a lot, like, why are you interviewing all these indie stars? Yeah, by me. Yeah. Pretty much Michael J. Party, the WWE guy. Um, But like, you know, why are we investing so much time and energy into the indies? Why? Because they are the future. If you want to see... Someone before they make it on TV, whether it be WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor. I mean, Ring of, Ring of Honor is off the hook right now. New Japan Pro Wrestling is off the hook right now. So if you want to see those stars before they make it onto those TV contracts, listen to a shot of wrestling. Support indie wrestling. What if you don't like me? What if you do? Then you're missing out. Am I though? Then you're missing out because one of the reasons, and we talked about this off the air, and it's it's probably the first time we're going to be bringing it on the air. One of the reasons you don't like indie wrestling is because you don't make a connection with the wrestler. That was private and personal. Hey, let's bring it out. (laughs) Um, But why don't you like the indies, Michael J. Party, WWE guy? Go ahead, tell me. There's nothing to them. Why? There's no, there's nothing. Well, am I, why am I excited to see Horatio Sands versus this guy where I can see them in another organization? I can see them in this organization. Why is XWY building this match when I don't know or give a fuck about these guys? Because what they need, what do they need? is WWE production. Mm. Give me a recap for guys like me who are lazy as fuck. Go in a minute here. I'm lazy. Okay. I'm not going to research why, Shoot. why this guy is against this guy. What is that? I don't care? Correct. So give it to me. Give me why these guys are going against each other. Give me the reason for this match. And I might give you my two cents in caring. Mm-hmm. But I am excited about Eric Jaden <laughs> versus Sexy Stan Styles with a Z. In the Sexy Zane strap-on match. Yeah, why? Because you're invested. Because you're hearing the backstory yes. behind them. Exactly. exactly. I don't know about the backstory and between... this is where a shot of wrestling comes in, Michael J. Putty. This is... Oh. We are providing the fans of a main product, of any wrestling product, the ability, the knowledge to get to know these wrestlers before they get into the ring. To get to know their backstory, their personal lives. And... We have someone very special with us this evening that we want to get to know in the Greek guy Papadon, who will be at BCW Final Judgment. So, monkeys in the trunk, play the audio. Michael J. Putty, I have always wanted to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, a shot of wrestling proudly brings to you the Greek god, Demetrius Papadon. How are you, my man? 
I'm doing well. That was pretty good, kid. You might have a future in this business. Good job. Well, the future is now because we have you on the show. So let's get right to it. Let's get to know you a little bit better. Um, so what was the moment that got you involved in this crazy world of professional wrestling? Um, I've been a fan of the sport of professional wrestling my entire life, ever since I was a little kid. Um, the day I realized I want to be a pro wrestler, uh, I was, I don't know how old I was, maybe eight, nine. Um, everyone here in New York watched WWF, right? Everyone was yeah. a big WWF fan. I mean, I liked the WWF, don't get me wrong, big Hulkamaniac growing up when I was really young. But when I watched NWA or Jim Crockett promotions, that's what I was a, a big, big fan or whatever terminology you want to use a mark for. That that was my bread and butter. So one day I was watching on uh, Channel 11. It wasn't uh, CW. It was WPIX at the time. And they had NWA Power Pro, I think was the name of the show. And they had a TV match. It was Sting versus Flair. Now, like I said, it was just a regular TV match. It wasn't their class of the champions of Great American Bash. You know, phenomenal match. But I saw it. I saw Sting. He just captivated me. I saw Flair captivated me, the title, the championship. And I was yelling it by the end of the match because Flair cheated to win, feet on the rope, typical Flair. And that's when I said, this is what I want to do when I grow up. I want to be a pro wrestler. And I went into the kitchen. My mom was washing dishes. I'm like, yo, ma, I know what I want to be when I grow up. And she had a look on her face like she was expecting me to say doctor or lawyer. <laughs> and, I, and I said, I want to be a pro wrestler. And she looked at me. She goes, oh, yeah, that's great, honey. Go play with your toys over there. <laughs> so so the people can understand what it felt like or how, what type of tone she used when she told me that. If you guys ever seen A Christmas Story, the movie, when everyone told Ralphie, you'll shoot your eye out, and he got disappointed, that's exactly what happened. You know what I mean? It's the same exact tone, best analogy or for a scene that can describe that moment that I can tell you. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry she crushed your dreams, but you still kind of pulled through. Um, and of course, man. And became the Greek god. So walk us through the evolution of who the Greek god is. Well, a lot of people think, oh, you need a gimmick, you need a character. Well, I hate to break the news to you. But the Greek God isn't a character. I'm my nationality. I'm 100% Greek. I read it. I write it. I speak it fluently. Um, when I started wrestling, I started out in the doghouse at uh, 940 Jamaica Avenue. I was trained by homicide. And uh, at the time, I was just Papa God. There was no Greek God moniker mm -hmm. to it. Uh Within the first two years of wrestling at the doghouse, there was another wrestler there by the name of Havoc. He was initially trained at the Wild Samoan School and then got polished up at the doghouse by Homicide. He had a black singlet. <laughs> I was wearing a black singlet at the time. And they're like, hey, you guys should be a tag team. So we became a tag team. And our manager, they, at the time that, that was put on to us, was uh, the sure thing, John Shane, who's the greatest manager that's never been on a national level on TV. 
unfortunately, was the wrong era. If he was 10, 15 years uh, in the business prior, he'd be on TV with, you know, Albano and Jimmy Hart because he's mm-hmm. that good, you know. And uh, we were, we needed a tag name. Uh, I always wanted to be Papa Donnie Havoc because I just wanted to see my name in print like a little fanboy. <laughs> but um, we got a break out of the doghouse, meaning that we went to another company because we got um, vouched for by the hit squad, by uh, Steve Mack and Danny Ma. Yeah. And it was uh, Jersey Championship Wrestling. So Ricky O gave us a tryout match, loved the match that we had with the hit squad, and said, you guys are on Mike's roster full-time. So that was the first company that we got booked at outside of the doghouse. And he's like, I need you guys to have a name. He goes, I want you guys to be New Yorkers. He's going to call you guys the wise guys. I'm like, the wise guys? But I was like, nah, it's been done. It sounds redundant, sounds cliche. He's like, well, he goes, well, then come up with something better. I said, all right. So funny story. We're driving in the car. Everyone's like going to a show. It's a JCW show. So either Havoc or John Shane was driving at the time. And uh, I'm like, uh, I got it. I got the name. He goes, what do you guys want to be? He goes, what's the name? So we can be called the final solution. They start laughing. They go, you idiot. can't call ourselves the final solution. I said, why not? As a catchy name. He goes, that's the terminology they use for the Holocaust. I went, oh, man. <laughs> I guess you guys are right. So I said, okay, how about then just a solution? We could just be the solution because everybody else is the problem. Okay. So I went, Havoc's like, oh, I love it. Let's do it. John Shane's like, yeah, let's do it. So that's how the solution was born. And then after Havoc and I, we teamed for about five, maybe six years. We went all over. You know, we went to TNA. Uh, you know, we didn't get on TV to work TV matches. We were TNA, we worked dark matches. Um, we worked all up and down the East Coast together. We went uh, a ton of tag titles everywhere we went. And um, just after five or six years, we, we both agreed that we'll go our separate ways, you know. And we're still boys to this day. So then when I started my singles career, everyone's like, you can't just be popping on. You need some kind of shtick. So I'm thinking, all right, what can I be? What can I be? What can I be? And I'm sorry if this answer is, is, is a little long-winded, but just to get to the depth. No, I appreciate you know, it. How the, you know, how the, I was like, well, you know, I said, there's no Greek wrestlers on TV. And I said, not for nothing. I said, Greeks invented wrestling. And we all, <laughs> I said, well, and, and if they, you look at it. Did they really? Yeah, we did. We, we, we invented, listen, you're going to learn a lot of things tonight on this interview. You're going to learn that the Greeks invented everything. And this is the, the God honest truth. Greeks invented wrestling. Okay. Greeks also invented drama and theater. They did. So the two major components to professional wrestling or sports entertainment, if you want to call it that, are drama and theater and wrestling. Touché. So the the Greeks are the forefathers of professional wrestling, so we invented it. A lot of people say, no, it started in the carnivals. May have started as a business, but it was invented by the Greeks. We invented democracy. We invented the Olympics, astrology, philosophy, uh we invented advances in medicine, mathematics, the Greek invention. So the Greeks, Greeks have done a lot for civilization. We're the forefathers of life, put it that way. So that's why, uh, that basically, that's how the Greek god moniker and persona started, because everyone's like, yo, you need to do a gimmick. And everyone at the time was saying, you know, the best gimmicks are, 
just an exaggerated uh, version of yourself. Just, yeah. you know, turn up the volume of a mm-hmm. hundred. So I said, what can I do? I said, I can be an arrogant prick. I said, yeah, but a lot of people can do that. It's not really a gimmick. So I said, what, what about me? I said, what, I said, I'm an athlete. I play sports. I said, I don't want to do a sports gimmick because then you're tied down to that one genre. I said, uh, I draw because I draw comic books and stuff like that. I'm a big geek. I'm like, I don't want to do a comic book gimmick. That's Nova's thing, you know, in ECW. And I was like, mm-hmm. and the hurricane. I'm like, they already got that covered. So I said, I'm Greek. I said, wait a minute. Uh, I said, I can do a Greek gimmick. I said, there's no Greek guys on TV. And he invented wrestling. I said, I can come out and tell the people how great Greeks are. Everyone hates people who are egotistical like that. I said, all right, it's a good, it's a good fit. I said, all right, so let me think of something. The Greek what? It's like, I originally wanted to be called the Iron Greek, you know? And everyone's like, no, man, it sounds too much like the Iron Iron Sheik. Sheik. I was like, I said, but that's the part. That's exactly... I said, that's exactly why I want to be called the Iron Greek. They're like, why don't you be the Golden Greek? I'm like, no, because there have already been Golden Greeks in the past. You, you know, you had Spirits Arion, the Golden Greek. I was like, no, I, don't, I want my own thing. So I'm like, maybe I'll be the Greek gladiator. I was like, nah, I don't want to do a gladiator gimmick. I was like, that's too one-dimensional. I was like, i got to come out with a helmet and carry tapes and all this nonsense all the time and armor. So my bag is going to weigh a million pounds. No, nah, no, nah, I don't want to do that. So I'm thinking, what the hell can I say? What can I know myself? So I wanted something with a G, you know, because Greek starts with G for those yeah. people who can't spell out there. <laughs> so I said, oh, wait a minute. The Greeks had, they believed more than one god at one time. Mm-hmm. They had the 12 gods. I'm like, that's it. I'll be the Greek god. I said, you have the Greek god. You have Neptune, the Greek god of the sea. You have Zeus, Greek god of this. You have Aphrodite, you have Athena. And now you have Papadon, the Greek god of wrestling. And that's how I was born. Genius, and you say you studied a lot of Greek mythology. Do you have a favorite Greek, Greek god? Myself. <laughs> of course. No, um, <laughs> I really don't have a very, I don't have a, a, a favorite Greek god. I mean, they all serve their purposes and they all play their parts in the mythology. You know, um, there isn't just one specific. That's like asking me, do I have a favorite wrestler? I mean, there's a bunch of wrestlers that I love. I don't think I have a favorite, favorite wrestler. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And uh, now that you're doing this wrestling thing and you're you're putting your name out there and people are responding to you, what does mom think? You know, now that you're really in the business. Well, listen, man. It doesn't matter what she thinks, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm not doing it for her. I'm doing it for me. So if anyone's listening to this, whether you love me, whether you hate me, you cheer me or you boo me, don't matter. I do this for me, and. Don't let anyone ever deteriorate or defer you from not accomplishing your dreams. The easiest thing that a person can do is be negative and bring you down because people are scared to go chase their dreams and negativity loves company. So they rather see you negative because they're negative and if they can't chase their dream, why should you chase yours? So they'll try to talk you out of it. Say, oh man, you're not as tall as the guys on TV or you're not as juiced up as the guys on TV. Oh, you're not going to be able to make it. Worry about this. Worry about that. How are you going to make a living? Don't let anyone tell you you can't do what you want to do. Follow your dreams. You only live once. Now, as far as my mother goes, she's hated it. My father, who passed away, he hated it as well. I didn't get any support from anybody except for a couple of people. Like my wife, she was the only one who supported me. And uh, everyone kept telling me, yo, dude, quit. Quit. What are you doing? This is ridiculous. Come on, man. You're never going to make it. You're never going to make it. And you know what? 
they're not right. And I wouldn't let them win. And I still won't let them win because I've been wrestling for 18 years now, bro. Mm-hmm. 18 years. I wrestled all over this world. I was in a movie, an Oscar-nominated movie. You know what I'm saying? And that's when my parents did a 180. When they saw me in the movie, The Wrestler, they went, oh, my God, there you are. I said, yeah, it's no big deal. And they're like, no, that's you. You're, on the, you're in the movie. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's no big deal. They're like, why don't you tell us? I was like, eh, it's, not, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know? Because, again, it's not like I got casted for a role or a, a role or, or, or a supporting role. We were all extras. I just I got a lot of screen time, and I got a a, a line in the movie because we ad libbed some lines in the locker room scene, and that's basically it. I didn't want to be that guy that tells everybody, "Hey guys, I'm in a movie. Look, look, I'm going to be in a movie." And then when everyone wants to see the movie, you know, the only thing that's of mine in the movie is like my shoulder, right? You know, you know, off the edge of the screen or something because stuff went on the cutting room floor. So I didn't make a big deal out of it. I still don't make a big deal out of it. But that was the that was the moment they went. Oh, wait a minute. This may actually lead to something. And it is what it is. So, Well, one of the big uh, mission statements or, or uh, big models that we have on our show is that wrestling brings people together. We strongly believe that. Um, which So which relationships are you thankful for for getting into this wrestling business? I would say the friends that I made at the doghouse, the fa- well, let me put it, the family I made at the doghouse, the family I made at NYWC. Um, you know, uh, when the doghouse closed because the owner of the building wouldn't renew the lease, I had to get my training and, you know, keep, you know, in ring shape. So I went to NYWC. And I was very fortunate because, um, Mikey Whitbreath was the trainer at NYWC at the time. And I always said this. I said that the two best trainers ever in the Northeast and in New York area specifically were Mikey and Homicide. And I was, I, I had the privilege and the honor of sitting under the learning tree from both gentlemen. Homicide was my trainer. He trained me from day one. Mm-hmm. Mikey Whitbreath is also my trainer. He polished me up, you know? And, uh, the fact that I was able to hone my craft under Mikey and learn, obviously, from Homicide originally helped me tremendously. So I'm always thankful for that. But the brother, the camaraderie of the of the people in the locker room, you know, um, the brotherhood and the bonds that we make, because let's face it, man, we go in the ring and we trust each other with our bodies and we put our life in each other's hands. And when you come out of the, you know, come back through the curtain and you, you know, you either hit a home run or you stunk up the place, regardless of the matter, as long as you're not hurt, there's a bond formed between those two individuals or four individuals or six individuals, whatever it is, who just competed in the match against each other, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, and I know it sounds like a hallmark moment, but it, you know, we don't make a big deal of it, but you know, if it put it this way, if something went down at a show, Regardless if I'm heel or face, someone attacks another wrestler in the ring, I'm going out there to save the person, whether I like him or not, because he's part of the boys, you know, and that's the way yeah. it works. So I would say that's probably the key issue, making uh, friendships and bonds and, 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 and with people that, you know, you probably wouldn't hang out with on a normal, you know, part of your civilian friends, but you guys share the common love of craziness of loving the business 
and it does bring everyone together. So you guys in your mission statement are basically um, hitting the nail on the head. Well, well done. Appreciate that. Um, so you, you've had some great mentors along, along your career. Uh, is there any one professional advice that you receive that till this day is something you keep hearing in your head that you still keep with you? Yes. I'll give you, I'll give you a whole laundry list if you want. <laughs> Go the for first, it. The first, the first rule is keep your mouth shut and your eyes and ears open. Mm. That's what I tell kids all the time. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to follow that rule because, you know, people have passion for this business. They speak up. And sometimes it works against you because this is the only business where grown men act like little kids. It's like high school. I kid you not. The second is less is more. And what do I mean by that is when you're in the ring with somebody and you're fighting somebody and you throw 10 punches and then you whip him off and he runs across the ring and bounces off the ropes, you just punch someone 10 times in the face. If he's mm-hmm. able to bounce off of, right, you know, run 16 or 18 or 20 feet and come back and you hit him with a clothesline, what do those 10 punches really mean if he's still able to run around? Right. You know, in a shoe fight, I punch you 10 times in the face. If you're not down after the first punch or if you're not bruised up or if you're not hurt, then my punches really don't mean anything, and I'm punching like a little girl. Yeah. No offense to women out there. But that's exactly what I'm telling people. Just slow down, and less is more. Let the people sit at the edge of their seats, make an emotional connection with the fans, and you won't have to do as much. And when you do do something in the ring, they'll have more meaning. You know, yes, you see a bunch of kids nowadays do flippity do dust spots left and right, and you'll see them do 37,000 kicks to the head. And they'll sell a chop, but they won't sell an enziguri, or they won't sell a punch to the face or a forearm. Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me getting chopped hurts a lot more than getting kicked in the back of the head in the temple? Something's not right. Right. So I keep, a lot of people are losing psychology. And what happens is, oh, you got me on a rant now. But what happens is this, but they don't realize that when you do that and you're working for a reaction, the people, the fans, are the ones who are controlling the match. They become the puppet master. Mm. When in actuality, the wrestler has to control the fans and be the puppet master because that's how the fans make an emotional connection and get in, and get vested into the match emotionally. Ric Flair had a multi-decade career doing six, seven moves, but when he did them, you always be at your seat. He right. ran up that turnbuckle for that flare bump. You knew he was getting thrown off, but you were happy to see it. Right. You wanted to see it. You know what I'm saying? You know when he took that face pop in the middle of the ring, what he was going to do, but you popped for it every time mm-hmm. because you were emotionally attached and emotionally invested to what he was doing. And people don't understand this. They want to do 37 kicks to the head. They want to drop people on their necks. They want to do uh, this thing... They, sh- they don't even do it right. They call it strong style. It's not strong style. You go to Japan, these people are laughing at the American people the way they're wrestling nowadays because they're trying to emulate what they see in Japan. But in Japan, they know how to work because they're working every day and they're doing it right. It's an art form to make it look like it's real. And at least that's the one thing I can say, and not to put myself over, but every time I get in that ring, people always tell me everything I do looks like a shoot because I know mm-hmm. what I do looks good because... I put my heart and soul into it, and I don't care about what the fans want to see. They'll see what I want them to see, and they're going to like it or they're going to hate it because that's my job, to tell a story. Not for them to tell me a story, because at the end of the day, 
when, I, when one of the workers in the ring, one of the boys worked for a reaction, okay, or a quote-unquote pop from the fans, what gets over? The situation, that instant, that moment gets over for a hot second, right? Right. And then it's gone like a fart in the wind. And once it's gone and they've seen it the second time, they don't react as loud. Mm-hmm. By the seventh or tenth time they've seen it, they don't react at all. So then what? Then the guy's not over. The move's not over. The match is not over. His opponent's not over. Nobody's over. The, the crowd is bored. They're not happy. Why is that? Because everyone doesn't realize the purpose of professional wrestling. And when someone is in the back calling a match with another opponent and they say, well, I need to get my, my shit in. I'm sorry, I don't know if I can curse or not. No, go for it. Yeah, that's the kiss of death. Mainly because my job as a professional wrestler is to get my opponent over first. Mm-hmm. Then the match over. And sometimes that varies. The match can get over first and then the opponent over because it kind of intertwines with one another, so it doesn't really matter who goes first. But the last thing you have to worry about is getting yourself over. Right. Now, by getting your opponent over, you get yourself over. Agreed. There's an art to it. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's an art to it. And a lot of kids nowadays don't know that. They want to go in the ring and do 37,000 million things and kick out out of everything. And then at the end, it's a flat finish. Why? Because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. This past NYWC show that, that last month, I was supposed to wrestle the kid from OVE, from TNA, one of the Chris brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he got into a car accident going into to the airport. And everything, I mean, he's fine, from what I understand. So, car subject to change, I had to wrestle Mike Orlando. Okay. Now, I know Mike. Yeah. Very talented guy. We've wrestled before. I've wrestled him at NYWC. I beat him there. I wrestled him at BCW once before. He beat me there. So we had another match. And when I tell you, we tore this, we tore it up. I kid you not, this is the best match we had. And we tore it up. The fans were booing me out the building and cheering for him. And we were at the edge. They were at the edge of their seats. If there was rafters from there, they'd be hanging and screaming off the rafters like the old timers like used to say. But the fact of the matter is, the reason why they did that is because they got two guys who are charismatic and know how to work. And realize that, hey, we don't need to go out there and do 37 million thousand things. We'll go out there and do things when the time is right. And when we do them, we do them well. And the people will be into the situation, into the match. And they'll lose themselves in that moment of disbelief and enjoy themselves. And that's exactly what happened. It's not rocket science or brain surgery. It's pro wrestling. And like I said, my people invented it. And I can, <laughs> I'll, I'll continue to perfect it and continue to present it to the best of my abilities in a believable fashion. Because wrestling is like ice cream. There's all, everyone has different flavors of ice cream they like. Vanilla, chocolate, strawberry. Well, my flavor of ice cream for wrestling is believability. Okay. And there's, a good, there's an old-time wrestler. Greg the Hammer Valentine's dad, Johnny Valentine, he mm-hmm. used to say, you may not believe wrestling is real, but I'll make you sure believe that I'm real. And I took that quote, and that is the mantra to my career. Because when I get in that ring, you'll never see me do something half-assed. You'll never see me do something that doesn't look not real. You understand what I'm saying? You, I'll throw a strike, you think I'm really hitting the guy. 
I'll throw, I'll throw, I'll do a move. You think I'm really dropping the guy on his head, whatever the case may be. But you're going to believe it, and you're going to love me or hate me, depending if I'm heel or face. And at the end of the day, you're going to say, "Wow, this guy's good. He should be on TV." I'm lucky. I paid ten, twenty, fifteen dollars, whatever it is, thirty bucks to see him here at a VFW or a Knights Columbus or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you mentioned that because that is exactly how I feel about the state of, of wrestling right now. There's so much more great action in your backyard. Um, and, and even the big corporations, the big companies, WWE, TNA, uh, Ring of Honor, they all know it um, because this is why they start taking the talent from our backyard because there is so much great wrestling. Um, so I'm glad that you did mention that. Uh, the other thing is, you know, you are a tough competitor. And I never, before getting to know you, now I understand a lot more of what makes you that tough competitor uh, in the ring. Who is your toughest competitor? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'll tell you a couple things. Uh, my Two of my favorite competitors to wrestle... I mean, there, there's been a lot of guys I've wrestled. I mean, you name them, I wrestled them. Um, but two of my favorites off the top of my head, one being Tony Nese, mm. uh, the other one being Josh Daniels. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He was a great wrestler. He retired. He's into acting now. Uh, kind of looks like Benoit a little bit. Wrestles the same way. Um, very, very great wrestler. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Didn't get his break either. Um, but, you know, like I wrestled Daniel Bryan, I wrestled CM Punk, I wrestled Samoa Joe, Homicide, Loki, The Hit Squad, uh, Alex Reynolds, John Silver. Those guys, I love wrestling. In fact, a night off, Mike Orlando, night off, Joe Gacy, night off. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I, you know, you put me in the ring with a broom and I'll make the broom look like a million dollars and I'll have fun doing it. But I would say the toughest, most quote-unquote stiffest match I ever had an opponent was Masada. We wrestled at Evolve one time, mm-hmm. and it, it, you know, it was one of the, the hardest-hitting match I've ever been in. He hit me the hardest, and I hit him back just as hard, if not harder, and we both went at each other. Now, afterwards, you know, whatever, whatever, we shook hands, and, you know, we didn't beef with each other. You know, like, all right, man, thanks. Thanks for the match. Thank you. That was it. We, I know we both weren't happy with it. Okay. We come to find out, we come to find out later, you know, maybe a year and a half later, that the match was kind of manipulated. Someone told Masada that I was a stiff worker and that he should be careful. Someone told me the same thing. So when we went in there, we went in there, we went in there with different intentions, and it turned out into an all-out war. Uh, luckily, no one got hurt severely. And... We laugh about it now because Masada's, he's underrated, dude. He's one of the, one of the best and toughest guys I've ever been in the ring. And he's a great guy outside the ring. So I'm terrified I'm we, of him. Terrified. What? I'm terrified of him. You should be. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like I said, he, if we get the opportunity to do it again, I would love to do it because I know we'd be able to have a much better match and tear, you know, blow the roof off. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy, besides doing the hardcore stuff, he gets it. You know what I mean? He gets it. He understands it. And it just makes sense. And he's real. Yeah. And that's the one thing I can say about this business. There's a lot of guys who are not real. But he's real. And 
I'm real. I don't hide behind anything. I don't sugarcoat anything. I'm not a tough guy by any means because I don't go looking for trouble or fights. But if something comes my way, I'll never back down. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. what you see is what you just get. You know, you see me in the ring and you say I'm a tough guy in the ring and I'm a competitor. That's just me. I mean, I grew up in New York. Eh? It's just it's the way I am. I, you know, it's not like I, I, you know, play a character. It's not a character. It's just a name. It's a moniker. You know, what you see is what you get. Yeah, you're in a New York state of mind. You know, we're, we're yeah, raised a little bit tougher, I feel. Well, yeah, plus I'm from Queens. It's not like, you know, I grew up in the island or anything or, you know, I lived in a bubble. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, NYWC, um, you said it, it's like your second home because the doghouse was where you were raised. Um, many great wrestlers coming out of this organization. Who has impressed you the most in that company? Uh, overall, I mean, let's see. Tough question, man. Uh, it's a very deep roster. You have guys like Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. You have mm -hmm. guys like Mike Mondo from the Spirit Squad, Mikey. You have guys like uh, Trent Barretta, Tony Nese, Alex Reynolds, John Silver. Uh, you know, uh, Stockade, Bull James. Yeah. You know, I mean, these are all guys. You know, even Pat Buck was there for a while. You know. These are all guys who can go. These are all guys who are wrestlers, not play wrestlers like a lot of the guys are on the independent scene who, you know, do this as a hobby or do this in front of their friends and family and don't go to the gym or don't look like athletes or look like fighters. You know what I mean? Like, just because they can do a flip or a high spot. And I'm not against a flip or a high spot if it makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... You know, it's it's a tough question, man. It's really, really, really tough. Cause there's a lot of great talent that came out of that school, and there's a lot of great talent still in that school. I mean, Bill James and Stockade are the trainers right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and I always recommend people, if anybody wants to become a professional wrestler and they live in Long Island or they live in New York, the two big, the two best places to go train at. Always NYWC, and I always say Creator Pro. Even though I'm not at Creator Pro, mm -hmm. Kurt Hawkins is from NYWC, and so was Pat Buck originally, and they're both trained by Mikey, and, you know, they're my friends, and they know what they're doing, they'll teach you correct, you know? So yeah. those are definitely the two best places. Well, we've talked a lot about what you like to do in the ring and, and your mentality going into it. What are some of the things that you do to unwind outside of the ring? Well, outside of the ring, uh, you know... Uh, I go for long walks on the beach. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I like because the I'm Greeks big, invented the beach. Uh, I'm assuming we invented walking too. Oh, gotcha. But uh, seriously, though, um, I'm a big geek. I'm into comics. I draw comics. Um, big movie buff. I'm a gym rat. I live in the gym all the time. Uh, I'm always there lifting or training or whatever. Uh, I still train every week at NYWC. You know, 18 years in the business, and I and I'm still getting better every day. I feel that if I stop learning, it's time for me to hang up my boots because this is not a not something you just turn on or turn off. It's a lifestyle. You know, you yeah. completely dedicate yourself 100% of the time to it. And whether or not you're main eventing WrestleMania, or you're not. 
you still need to get better because if you get better, then what you represent gets better. You give back to the people what you represent. Um, I mean, uh, what else? Like I said, movies, comics, gym. Uh, now you mentioned you uh, like to draw comics. Yeah, I draw yeah. comic books like Mar- you know, like Marvel, DC. I'm a big Star Wars fan. Wow. Huge, huge, huge Star Wars guy. So yeah. Do you have any memorabilia? Is there like the the cream of the crop that is uh, on your pedestal right now? Something that you own? Um, let's see. I mean, I have a few statues. I mean, nothing, nothing like from the movies that cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Remember, I'm still an indie wrestler, dude. I don't make that <laughs> WWE WrestleMania paycheck yet. So, I mean, I have movie posters. Uh, you know. Uh, like I said, statues, Star Wars statues, or comic book statues, you know? Cool, man. Basically, yeah. So, a year from now, if we were to get back together with you, what do you hope people will be saying about the Greek god Papadon? That he had the best match on TV last night. How fucking yeah. And we want to be part of that journey. Um, so if anybody wanted to follow you on social media to be part of the journey with you, where would they do that? Well, it's very simple. Um, and I try to keep it easy for the masses. Um, see, there's two types of people in this world. There's Greeks and there's everyone else who wants to be Greek. So I try to cater to everybody. But a lot of people don't understand so, uh, basically, I try to keep everything simplistic, you know. So, let's face it. Uh, Facebook, Greek God Papadon or Demetrius Papadon. Uh, Twitter, Greek God Papadon. Uh, my Pro Wrestling Keys store is Pro Wrestling Keys backslash Greek God Papadon. My YouTube channel, YouTube backslash Greek God Papadon. So, that's that's it. Um, oh, yeah, so I didn't even mention this. I also do a podcast every week. All right. Uh, it's not a wrestling podcast, even though it's with wrestlers, and we do touch wrestling sometimes. It's a podcast with um, Ben Hamin, former OVW guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's open uh, New York, uh, upstate area. He does a uh, uh, Middle Eastern gimmick. A very, very talented individual. Um, Stevie Richards from ECW, WCW, WWE, TNA guy. Mm-hmm. You know Stevie Richards. Yeah, is everyone yeah. And uh, Big Sal, those are Graziano from uh, FBI. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we do a conspiracy podcast on, based on conspiracy theories every week. We call ourselves the Conspiracy Horseman. Interesting. You guys can check, yeah, you guys can check out the podcast on iTunes or podbean.com. And uh, every week we touch on uh, a new conspiracy theory. Uh, we just filmed an episode yesterday. We talked about uh, um, a little bit about... Uh, what happened in Vegas with the shooting, the unfortunate circumstance. Yeah. And then uh, we talked about um, censorship of the First Amendment, you know, through YouTube and Google and how they're cracking down on people every time they try to talk uh, a different narrative than what's been presented up by the, uh, by the uh, media, mm-hmm. by the, uh, the local news, which is obviously controlled by corporations. And then we talked about symbolisms, uh, you know, uh, Luciferian and satanic symbolisms in, in the music industry and what it all means. That was this week's episode. So I mean, That's interesting, man. That's yeah, very man, interesting. Just, you guys should check it out. It's a cool little podcast. Uh, we have t-shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com. Um, you know, everyone, there's a million and one million wrestling podcasts. You know, people are a viewer, they review Impact. 
So all the uh, old timers are on there interviewing each other, talking. You know, it's great. Don't get me wrong. All these podcasts are phenomenal. You know, because you know, you sit back, you hear some stories. It's like having a shoot tape. You know, if you're into that, or it's almost like you're riding in the car with them, making pounds and hearing good stories. So, but we we all figured, you know, we don't want to do a wrestling podcast to any of them. So we all into conspiracy theories. We've all been talking with each other for like a long time, talking about all this stuff. So uh, we say, yeah, well, let's give it a shot. So we've been doing it. It's been very fun. Yeah. And what's the name of it again for anybody who missed it? The Conspiracy Horseman. The Conspiracy Horseman. All right. Papadon, before I let you go, you have a very important night coming up on Friday, November the 10th. You're going one-on-one with Bull James. That is a tall order, my man. So what do you have to say to Bull James? Okay, well, Bull is a very talented individual. I'm not going to take anything away from him. I think the WWE releasing him was one of their biggest mistakes ever. Um, He's very talented. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, He's stepping into a ring with the greatest unsigned talent that there is today, the extreme technician, the Greek god Papa Don. So it's not going to be a walk in the park. He can run over the competition elsewhere because he's big and he's bad. But I've been in the ring with bigger and better guys and held my own. But I'm looking forward to this because it's two guys who are tough as nails, who get the quote-unquote it of wrestling, and know what to do, when to do it, how to do it correctly, and put on a great show. And that's exactly what we're going to put on. We're going to put on probably match of the night. And I know it's a tall order to say, but I have confidence in myself, and I have confidence in Bull to deliver what we always do, and that's great wrestling. Now, this Saturday on the 21st, I'm wrestling at NYWC against a kid named Angelo Andrews, young up-and-comer. It's actually... So when I brought to NYWC, and uh, the kid tried to bite the hand that fed him, so I got to smack some uh, some respect into him this Saturday and teach him that you don't you don't uh, poop or you eat. You know what I'm saying? I gotcha. And then and then uh, in November, like we said, BCW on the 10th. Uh, on the 18th, I'll be in Florida for uh, Ronin Pro Wrestling. The wrestling a guy named Stigma, who I heard is a good worker, so I'm looking forward to that. The second December, or the 25th of November, right now I, I'm, in, I'm with the second of December. I'll be in California for AWS uh, wrestling Brody King. So always looking uh, to have a good time when I go out to Cali, like. Up it on. So, uh, you know, it should be a fun time. Can you give me the sorry. last two dates? Because you kind of cut off for a moment. I'm sorry. The last two dates, what did I say? I said 11.25, I should be at NYWC the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And then the 12th, um, sorry, the 2nd of December, 12.2, I'll be in California for AWS, um, wrestling Brody King. And uh, looking forward to that because every time I go to AWS, I always have a good time wrestling whoever it is. And uh, the fans in California love them some Greek God Papadon. So I'm looking forward to it. 
Well, we talked about it earlier on the show. If you want the best wrestling, you don't have to go very far. It's right in your backyard. And BCW is giving away final judgment. I mean, you're going to be paying the money for it, but it is the best money ever spent. It's on Friday, November the 10th. You can take the R train or the M train to Elmer's Avenue. Just walk three blocks down. It's at 8220 Queens Boulevard. You get your tickets at eventbrite.com or call 347-446-5142. Greek the God Papadon, last words. You can tell me everything that the Greeks invented. Go right ahead. Well, if we do that, we'll be here for another 20 hours. But what I will leave you with is this. Come support great independent wrestling companies like NYWC and BCW, like Ronin, like Russell Pro, like House of Hardcore, Ring of Honor, well, they're not really an indie, but, you know, support your local independent wrestling companies and support your local good independent wrestlers. Because let's face it, we're the future of this business. We're, we're the bloodline of this business. And whether we've been on the circuit for a year or 18 years like myself and just not gotten my break yet doesn't matter show support show love because let's face it man at the end of the day you can walk up to someone and say hey man good match a good match doesn't pay for the tolls on the way home or the gas or their dinner that night or their bills so buy a t-shirt buy an 8x10 go to pro wrestling tees buy some merchandise and just show them some love because let's face it, man, I mean, there's a big difference between working on the indies and working in WWE. So there's no real middle ground either on one side of the spectrum or the other. So until people get to that other side of the spectrum, which is very limited, because even the people there now, some of them are making money and some of them are just barely making by, you, st- you know, they still need to make, we still need the fans. Because at the end of the day, the fans is what gives the wrestlers um, their passion and gives them their... There's, you know, there's their support and their, their, uh, them coming to shows. I mean, let's face it, without the fans, it'd be no wrestling. So come out, support everybody, support the wrestlers, support the, the good wrestlers, and support the good companies. And, uh, just have fun, man. Don't sit there and try to analyze a match and say, oh, that guy messed up because this drop kick was one quarter of an inch off. <laughs> so I'm going to take off half a star and this match is only four and a half stars. Now, no, man, sit back and enjoy it. You're lost in the moment. It's like watching a movie or a play or a TV show. Just enjoy it. It's a sporting competition. It's a simulated combat fight, whatever you want to call it. Sit back, enjoy it, get lost in the moment, and have fun. Because at the end of the day, you only live once. And if you're too over-analytical or you're too over-critical, you criticize people too much or anything too much, you'll never enjoy it. So just have fun and support. That's it. Thank you, brother, for joining us here on A Shot of Wrestling. It's In the News with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. Hey, Green Man. Trick or news. <laughs> Trick or news. Uh, I'll have news. Here we go. Perfect answer. UFC star Ronda Rousey has reportedly signed a deal with the WWE. Uh, we'll see 
Well, you'll see her soon make her debut in time for WrestleMania 34 in Nolens. You going to be there? You're you're tempting me, my man. You're twisting my arm. I don't Rumors know. of Rousey joining W Heavy Rampant since she made her uh, debut at WrestleMania. Was it 30, 31? Right yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. So the rumor is that she is going to face a four-on-four women's match between the WWE Four Horsewoman against the UFC Four Horsewoman. Wow, that's such a gimmick match, bro. Well, welcome to WrestleMania. <laughs> it's full, it, it, It's a gimmick. She apparently has been training such a work. at the Performance Center already with both Triple H and Stephanie giving their blessing to the match. So we will keep you updated as developments further unfold in other news very interesting uh impact wrestling announced via a statement on their official website that they have terminated their business relationship with jeff jarrett and gfw now i'm sorry they, how, do you, how, do you, how do you spell that g f w no jeff jarrett how do you spell that j double t best man in the business have to do that uh, Jeff Jarrett or the Green you. Man? Yeah, great impersonation. Preach, preach. Now they said, and I quote, Impact Online. Wrestling has announced that it has terminated its business relationship with Jeff Jarrett and Global Force Entertainment, Inc. Effective immediately. What did Jarrett have to say about that? Let me tell you. Thanks. He said, and I quote, Anthem oh, is out of money. Anthem followed up with a response that statement is inaccurate. Anthem and Impact Wrestling are looking forward to successful six-day tour in Ottawa, November 5th through the 10th, and much more. That was my uh, drunk Jeff Jarrett, by the way. That's not even close, and I apologize to any Southern <laughs> listeners who are offended by his racial stereotype of that. Well, you know in, the in the same news, maybe? Yeah, speaking of Jarrett, he checked into a rehab to Battle his alcohol addiction. <clears throat> addiction. <laughs> Further details have emerged, which reveal his rehab is being sponsored by the WWE, and they don't get enough credit for this. So I heard. They will pay for the rehab of former superstars, no matter who they are, when they employ them. Even if they're employed like one day, like a zombie from ECW. Yeah. Now, you know what? It's interesting. It's a shame that the WWE has to invoke these practices to, to really rebuild these superstars i mean it, it even is jared it an epidemic who, who has shat on them in the past yeah is now beginning clean on their dime but he didn't ask for help his wife karen did mm. she reached out to WWE, and now he's getting the help by employed rehab by the wwe so uh earlier this week jared was reportedly accused of passing out drunk in a locker room at an indie promotion in canada a eh? eh? but he insisted on wrestling in that match so things are getting bad for this guy. Uh, we here at a shot of wrestling wish chart. All the best in his recovery. I know it's not easy, but step one is going to rehab. And uh, thank you, Vince McMahon, for this. Yeah. No news. Well, prior to TLC, The Rock. There it is. Took it to Twitter to congratulate Kurt Angle on his injury return. He said, and I quote, congrats oh, wow. to my good bud, Kurt Angle. And his return tonight to WWE ring. Special athlete and great human being. Have fun, brother. Hashtag WWE TLC. Are they good buds? Well, however. Are they? 
One of the replies he received rubbed him the wrong way when a follower suggested that he learn professional wrestling is fake. Rock responded, I like to dry it. Dry wit? I like to dry wit. What does that mean? The guy was being very dry and it's wit. I appreciate that. Thanks for clearing that up. Hey, you learn wrestling is fake. Dry wit. (laughs) Got it. Ooh, good comeback. Correct, I do. In fact, no wrestling isn't real. That's why I said have fun. I also know you can go fuck yourself. Wow. I agree with The Rock. Michael J. Putty, I think we should start our own t-shirt line called A Shot of Wrestling Tees. Okay. (laughs) And the front of our... T-E-E-S or T-E-A-S-E? There you go. Um, but I think the front of a shirt should read, um, wrestling is fake. In the back? And the back should say, I know, go fuck yourself. I like it. Exclusively on a shot or is it uh, Or maybe pro wrestling tees. Uh, yeah, whatever. Who knows? Another news. Chris Jericho recently responded to a fan on Twitter who said, Kenny Omega was the best in the world. What? Jericho replied, best in the world? Kenny Omega Man X isn't even the best in Winnipeg. Hashtag <laughs> overrated. Well, Kenny Omega responded saying, well, geez, what can I say? Never meet your heroes, folks, lest they be a corporate stooge. Hashtag oh, burn notice. Sh- In other news. Wow. Too sweet, baby. AJ Styles has responded. Bonded yeah, I heard about this. Please testify. On Twitter to claims that post-match too sweet hand gesture between himself and Finn Balor at TLC was something they were told to do by Vince McMahon. Hmm. There has been some suggestion that other than the fact that AJ Styles stood in for a unwell Bray Wyatt, he was also brought in to wind up the Young Bucks by doing the gesture which they have been banned and been given a cease and desist by the yep. WWE to do. He tweeted, Vince had nothing to do with the two sweep between Finn and I. In fact, I say it was two men showing the world that we haven't forgotten where we came from. Forever, we will love our Bullet Club brothers. Yeah, give you credit for not reading that. Peace. According to Dave Meltzer, Neville is reportedly very happy to be gone from the WWE. Meltzer said the following, and I quote, he's happy. How's that? He's a happy man. He's happy he's gone. So there you go. It's really interesting watching, like we talked about on Monday, kind of, you'll appreciate this. Uh huh. The grass is always greener in the sense that these indie guys want to get to the WWE. And all the guys in the WWE are envious of the indie guys for having so much fun. In fact, it's interesting. And we've kind of seen that when we go to the indie shows. Um, so it's well, true. It's, it's uh, interesting. No news. Can I, can I digress for a moment? Do you mind? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, okay. You're I'm still going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, I feel like the WWE is not the end all and be all of professional wrestling nowadays. It is, though. I, it was. It is. We're at the cusp a year what, from now to say that the WWE was the place to be. What? Cody Rhodes be a draw if he wasn't in the WWE? No. Would he be the American Nightmare if he wasn't in the WWE? No. He is because of his tenure in the WWE. Well, this is the mind of a WWE fan, which is why this also works the, between you fact. and I. 
Would you pay money to see Cody Rhodes if he wasn't a nobody? But is he making himself a bigger nobody? No, he's writing the coattails of his WWE success. Not at all. He's making okay. himself into something that the WWE did not believe he could be. Which would never into be. Into a world champion. Which into would carrying he a franchise like never Honor. had the opportunity to be such if it wasn't for the WWE. And if so, we wouldn't care because he'd be a nobody. He'd be a like somebody. Kenny Omega. I'm sorry. With the name of Dusty Rhodes behind him as his mm-hmm. father. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes would never be a nobody. So but watch would, your watch your mouth there, son. Would you care about him if he wasn't a WWE guy? Absolutely. That's a lie. Absolutely. That's a lie. With the with the last name beep, Rhodes, beep, beep, I would beep, give beep, a oh, shit. Sure. Our light detector's going off. <laughs> Absolutely I would. The Young Bucks, okay? The Young Bucks oh, are God. creating waves. Who are they in the Don't WWE? Care. Who are they in the WWE? Nobody. Nobody. But they're creating a name for themselves. They're getting t-shirts and Hot Topics. Yeah. They're selling merchandise. They're creating Shirts, a if franchise. if I saw, I would not know who they were. Who I are the Bullet Club? Care. I don't care. Why, why, why is the WWE... NWO ripoff? Why exactly. Are, no, okay. the t-shirt, you know, no, 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 no. Why is the WWE so scared oh, sorry. of the you know, fucking Bullet Club? In other news. You know what? Let me respect the fact that my boy, Michael J. Putty, the host of the show, just said in the other news. And... um. WWE officials are discussing the possibility of adding a special guest referee to the upcoming Brock Lesnar versus Jinder Mahal match at Survivor Series. It was previously noted that John Cena was the leading candidate to get the spot. Now Vince McMahon would like to see either Stone Cold Steve Austin or the Dwayne The Rock Johnson be the special guest referee for this match. Ultimately, it would come down to both money and scheduling. If a deal can't be can't be worked out with either Stone yeah. Cold or The Rock, Cena would likely end up being the referee if they decide to add a special guest referee for the match. Three don't make sense. If you're gonna be a dick, don't read the rest of the news. In other news, apparently, well, as yours truly previously reported, my girl Nia Jax was granted a leave of absence by the WWE. I know you're sad. I had to console you this past week. I'm sorry about it's that. It's weird because if, if she's quitting. She's on the new season of Total Divas, which makes no sense. Weird. A Sports Illustrated report by our boy Jason Barrasso is revealing that Jax was not happy about being booked to lose clean to your girl Sasha Banks at TLC. What's wrong with Sasha? She reportedly called her cousin, The Rock, who said they have been told her to walk away from the company if she is not happy. But as of this recording, she is set to return on the upcoming live European tour. So fingers crossed on that. Another news. Well, WWE is reportedly planning a big celebration, baby. Hand goes up. You want to go shot? Try to sell this more. Sell it. Yeah. Because you're the raw guy. Sell it. Well, <clears throat> WWE is reportedly planning a big. Nope. Okay. Never mind. I'm in bed. <laughs> Well, listen, let me tell you, the WWE is planning a big celebration for the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw, which is coming up in January of next year. Actually, January 12th of 2018. It will take place from Brooklyn, New York at the Barclays Center. I'll I'll, I'll go over your tickets. It would be no surprise to see a few returning legends and look back at the best retro moments of the last 25 years so the company also has plans to launch a 25 year anniversary raw dvd to set 
up this 20th anniversary. 25th anniversary. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you buy tickets, I'll go to that one. You want to go? Yeah, that's that's historic. That's the reason. To Green be there. Man. You know, didn't we celebrate Monday Night Raw 20th? That was Raw 1000. One th- oh, Raw 1000. I, I made a cake. You made a cake. I got a bottle. You guys didn't give a fucking shit. You made crumbs and mess everywhere. <laughs> you did make a cake. But once again, as you he baked a cake, as his you? anniversaries approach, mm-hmm. once again, it kind of stings because I remember watching the debut episode of Raw. Do you? Yes. From the live from the Manhattan Center. Where were where were you? Let's go back. That was my my, my parents' house. My, you know my floor in my living room. I, I remember that too. And it was weird because I didn't watch the first episode of Monday Night Raw. I remember going away on vacation. I went away to Ecuador to like visit family, you know, the Greenmans from Ecuador. Orale me raza. <laughs> that wasn't good. No, it wasn't. Isn't no. Olive I don't know how <laughs> but I went away to Ecuador, and when I went away to Ecuador, I tuned into Prime Time. The what I did not know was the last episode of Prime Time Wrestling. Remember Prime Time? Yes. I come back from Ecuador, and it's like, holy shit! What what am I watching? What's what's my Prime Time? And I see Bobby Heenan on the outside, not being able to yeah. get in. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Rest I go away for a week. The wrestling world has changed. Forever in other news. Well, in an update, breaking news in an update to our previous story, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega continue to have our exchange on Twitter. Jericho was asked by a guy on Twitter named Andrew. Should I book him on the show? Yes. I am Jericho. Who was this at Kenny Omega Man X guy? I don't recall him being at any WrestleMania or a pay-per-view main event. Kenny, your boy Kenny Omega responded, nah. I'm just a guy having six star classics you keep hearing about. Yes. He Surely he Y2J's is. has plenty of those in the all caps, air quotes, big leagues, right? Mm. Well, Jericho responded, your matches are incredible. Too bad nobody sees them. Hashtag minor leagues. What? TKO, Chris Jericho wins that one. In other news. Michael J. Petty, I don't think he wins that one. Oh, that's a TKL. <laughs> There's no one coming back from that, nor, I mean, stay tuned for the next couple of minutes. We'll keep you abreast if anything happens, but well, now the news. All right. Uh, sources have told me, the WWE agreement, that Roman Reigns... Your sources. My sources. I got sources. I'm getting big into the indie scene. I know people. Oh, so is it an indie story? Well, I know yeah, people. Yeah, there it is. I okay. know people who know people. Me? <laughs> now sources have told me that Roman Reigns looks to make a return just in time for Survivor Series and it's unknown yet if Reigns will return as part of the shield that means you've got an empty cup we need to wrap up the news no I'm going to take your time okay thank you and now it's unknown yet if Reigns will return as part of the shield but one has to think that he... one has to think okay one does have to think that he will since Woo! One has to think he will since he has not been a part of the TLC reunion with the show. He wasn't. He wasn't. So he has to come back in other news. Your boy, Davey Boy Smith Jr. revealed on his Facebook page, which has garnered main mainstream media attention. He said the girl from jumping off a bridge in Calgary, he said, and I quote, 
I Is saved the girl today from jumping off her bridge. Thank you to my years of grappling for saving this girl. He held her Life down. Life is precious. Was, was he wearing pajamas? He was <laughs> like, wearing onesie, you know? <laughs> Maybe he jogs in pajamas. Maybe. It's, it's, a, it's a fun... It's not a funny story, but it's an interesting story. Um, because he literally like held her down. Like she had a gun yeah. also with her. And he was and and the girl was like, Oh my gosh, like just let me go. I'm fine, I'm fine. And he was like, Um, you have a gun. I am not letting you go. Okay. Well done. God bless this guy. Right time, right moment. Uh we in the studio are actually watching Halloween Havoc. Yes, we are. Yeah, because we're in the theme of Halloween. Yeah, and your father, Davy Boy Smith. Is actually on the screen wrestling he William Regal. Touche. And nice if you're connection. listening, I know your father would be proud of you. As we all are. Good job, buddy. In all the news. And finally, in all the news, I should say. Uh, tribute to the Troops. The annual, should I say, Tribute to the Troops special will air this Thursday on December 14th on the USA Network. It will be taped beforehand on Tuesday, December 5th as part of SmackDown Live tapings in San Diego. Now, how do you feel about this tribute to the troops being taped here in the United States? Does it kind of lose the luster? Because our military operations in the Middle East are kind of dwindling down. So it doesn't make sense to produce it from there. Doing it in, here in the United States does make more sense, but it kind of loses the luster. I don't it? think there's no luster loss. I think when... Well, do you watch it in the field yeah. of Iraq and Afghanistan it, filled with military... It was a different time. It was totally a different time. So in that time where we were at war, it it was very important for the WWE to support the troops in a way to bring the American, um, I wouldn't say dream, but the... A little bit of a little piece of American pie also out back, to the middle. Also, back then it was on Christmas time. Yeah, but it was a way to, for them to bring a little piece of America and something that they liked and something that is so nostalgic to America, which is wrestling, professional wrestling, out to Iraq for them to enjoy. So it it, it served this purpose for them to go out there, and now it's. Be, I mean, we've documented it before where that Vince McMahon. It's it, he's a big America guy. He's a big guy who wants to support the troops and stands behind the troops and it's all about america america so for him to continue and say that we're still paying tribute to the troops is very special catch you for a second go i'm a co-worker who has five four sons hmm. and some of them like wrestling they're not into it but they like wrestling hmm. and every time i mention it I get the condescending tone of it's fake, it's bullshit. Why you guys care about it? So you need to tell them to go buy a shot of wrestling shirt that yeah. says go fuck themselves. <laughs> I've mentioned to her, like, don't you watch Scandal? Don't you watch, like, This Is Us? Mm-hmm. Great show, by the way. What are those shows about? Sex, love, betrayal, family, deceit. Mm-hmm. That's professional wrestling. It is. And so... To see the, as we both reported in this show alone, we have tribute to the troops, mm-hmm. and on promotingly, that'll work. Yeah, sure. Make they it. pay for former stars who even shit on them to go to rehab. Yeah, I mean, didn't didn't the VH1 do a show on just rehab with Doctor Drew? Yeah, come <laughs> on. But the WWE is one of the most loyal 
patriotic organizations absolutely ever mm-hmm. for Jeff Jarrett to build a rival organization twice. Touche. They're still paying for his rehab. That should be the word of the day. Take a to, shot every time I say to, touche. To yeah, to go and not only to the Middle East to entertain the troops for a week, but here in the United States to entertain them for a weekend. They don't get enough credit for all the service they do. Agreed. They get shat on for the steroids. For the fucking bullshit, fake violence, they don't get enough credit for what they do, and I just and not just the WWE. Here it is. Let me say the indie promotions, the indie well. promotions yeah, too. And the news: this is the future of professional wrestling. Who are building their careers? Who are sacrificing? You know, time with their kids, time with their families, because they're out at indie shows. The WWE guys are making WWE money, right? They're, they're, whatever that may be, yeah. Whatever it may the be, large scale. But you know, the indie guys are out there trying to create a name for themselves We're for twenty bucks and, a, and, and an opportunity. It's fucking gold dust. But like I said, I mean, they're professional wrestling. I and there, the, the stigmata still exists. It does. It does. Unfortunately, like my coworkers, it's just fake. It's not fake. It's I feel that thing is choreographed, mm. but she's not open-minded enough to realize that. Let me end it on this note. Please. Um, we had guests to the show, friends to the show, Yep, I Like Wrestling podcast on this show, who explained the upcoming of their name, Yep, I Like Wrestling, mm-hmm. and the way that they promoted their brand. And the reason that they created the name Yep, I Like Wrestling was for it to stop being as something that wrestling fans would hide and say like, oh, I like wrestling and like kind of say it in whispers, but say, yup, I like wrestling and say it proudly and say it as a battle cry and get out there to all those people who think that pro wrestling is fake and it's nothing as important. There is a lot more to professional wrestling. So for anybody out there who is listening to us and says, I don't know what professional wrestling is about, but I decided to listen to a shot of wrestling because maybe my friend listens to it, my wife listens to it, a friend of a friend told me to listen to it, maybe a friend of the Greek god Papadon who is on tonight's show is on the show tonight and wanted to listen to it. And just say, yup, I like wrestling. Say it proudly. Say it with pride. Thank you. Yeah. Yup. I like, I like wrestling. wrestling. A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown here and here. Holla, 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 baby. Yeah. It's it's your boy the Green Man, yeah, we and um, so the way Ron SmackDown Cheers and Heels goes, if you're listening for the first time, is that um, I let you know what uh, Cheers, which are good things that happen on Raw, and Heels would be bad stuff that happened on Raw. Now I'm your Raw guy. Michael J. Putty is your SmackDown guy because mm-hmm. he loves SmackDown, and I think Raw is better. So and you're wrong. 
I have to say, Michael J. Putty. Here we go. This has been one of the best episodes of Monday Night Raw in a long time. Okay? okay. There, there was rarely, rarely, I think I maybe even have one heel for SmackDown. So here's my only heel because I'm going to ride the, the cheers train all the way down Monday Night Raw. That's not a thing. Yeah, it is. I want to make it a thing. Um, my only heel is that Kane literally killed Finn Balor, but yet Finn Balor is one of the biggest. Fuck <laughs> you! Why? That's a cheers. No, I'm watching that match, thinking Kane's gonna lose. He destroys. He did unexpectedly. So I wasn't expecting that. Ergo, cheers. Good job. No, That's no, leading no, no. to something, which we didn't report as a Braun Strowman face turn. But yeah, it makes sense. Good to see Finn Balor put Kane Are over. Are you kidding me? Greatest part of Raw. No. Finn Balor has been booked as someone who is a competitor. Yes, which was he surprising. He's a champion who never got a rematch. He's, he's, he's a... Only one or two wrestlers below by being the face of Monday Night Raw, and yet he loses to Kane? Who the fuck is Kane? He lost the monster y'all forgot about. Yeah, I forgot about him. Go away, don't come back. And he destroyed Finn Balor, he did. making Three a statement friends. saying, Fuck you, Green Man, I am still here. Well then maybe he, he literally was saying that. That was the best part of Raw, Ergo the ending. No. That was my heel. But let me mm-hmm. tell you about my cheers because apparently you thought that was the best thing. I got one cheers. You may have missed a few others. I got one cheers. You may have missed Enzo on the cruiserweights. Okay. All right. Let me tell you. Enzo Amore. Now, he's gotten a lot of heat. I know he's not even part of the locker room anymore. There's people hating on him. But Enzo Amori is bringing up 205 Live. Is he, though? Like you wouldn't believe. Okay. Yeah, I'm fucking interested. Okay, so is he carrying over the ratings to 205 Live? I'm, I'm, I'm interested. No, I'm is, buying no, in. Give me the money. Give me the stats. Is he the ratings of 205 the Live? The ratings are... are, are, are um, You're making it up. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're, they're coasting. I mean, they the haven't gone of, down. The best part of that Cruiserweight segment was my boy Drew Gulak doing Thank a you. better... Enzo Amore person you and I could ever have imagined. He did a great job. He really did. How are you doing? <laughs> Ema. <laughs> That's how you say it. It's Ema. Um, another uh, cheers for uh, Money Night Raw. And this is something you cannot disagree. I know you're a SmackDown guy. Yeah. Um, this was a SmackDown cheers, but now it's a Raw cheers. Mickey fucking James. How hot is she? Oh my freaking God. Like yeah, I've been saying that for a in while. regular fucking clothes. Yeah. And and Larry Legend would probably be like saying that. uh um LaRue. Whatever <laughs> fuck your real name is. <laughs> Mickey LaRue. You know, from her days in Ring of Honor. And no one cares our, about our boy Larry Legend. No, many people care about, god damn it. Not Ring of Honor. Yes, Ring of Honor back in the day was hot. So Mickey James was smoking hot at CLC. She lost those bell bottoms on Raw, even like smoking hotter. She is so. She's a milf. How about your Enzo Amore? People she's listening cool. to me finally getting his side plates. Congratulations, Thank Enzo. You. What's another they, compliment? Do they have leopard prints? 
No, fucking microphone. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, cheers, Asuka. Great and rack. and Great this rack. is going to be a little bit Great weird. Rack. Why oh, I cheers this? Hot rack. Not for her smoking hot rack. Did you drop something? Not for her smoking okay. hot rack, but it's because uh, she's a great character for Monday Night Raw. I never noticed how Oh, the much... robotic, non-charismatic? No, no, no. no. Yeah. She's very charismatic. She's like a better cheesecake knock him over. That is okay. not hard to do. <laughs> but she's really good. Why, like... she's Asian? That's why you said cheesecake? Oh, probably, probably. Yeah, probably. asshole. Yeah, I am an asshole. I'm sorry. You're missing the biggest That's cheers of SmackDown. I'm not uh, there yet. Of Raw I'm besides not there yet. Kane. Okay. I'm not there yet. Spoiler uh, alert. You don't have what I have written down. I'm, I'm cheering Asuka because she great is rack. a great fresh face. Great. Hashtag great division. Okay. Now, with Asuka there, mm. do you see Nia Jax coming back? I think Nia Jax could be the one to defeat Asuka, mm. and that's going to okay. be her win I hope so. back. Okay. However, do, I mean, you're, you're very close to our girl Paige. Yes. Have you heard her comeback? It's, it's inspected. Who cares? Oh, okay. But she's been, theme song she's been speculated to return to SmackDown instead of Raw. Yes, yeah, and your boy Dave Meltzer was talking about the reason she's going to SmackDown was because Raw already got the draw of Asuka, so now yeah, SmackDown exactly. needs the draw of Paige. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm the one who told him that. Yeah, preach, preach. I'm here for. Did you hear that new um the new song that debuted? Not yet. Mm. For Paige, it's nice. I haven't heard that yet. It's nice because that it's not confirmed. It's speculation. I like it. Okay, it's well, a, it's a little it's true, bit then. darker. It's a little bit. If we're cheers, yes. Okay, Jesus Christ, Paul Heyman. Can I get to my cheers, please, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Paul Heyman, and I am the advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed champion. We know what he says. You don't repeat it. Brock. I do a pretty good Paul Heyman. No, you're horrible. You're horrible. Okay, sorry. Um, but he came back, and he spoke the truth, which is very um, heelish of him to do. You have to agree with me. Go. Jinder Mahal has to win this match. He has to. I him agree. losing this match does nothing for nobody. No. Him winning does everything for everybody. Yes. But the way Which that- means Go. he's going to lose. <laughs> they they can't fucking hurt their baby Brock Lesnar. Ooh, their baby. Or else he gets butt hurt and he fucking walks out to go to UFC, get his ass smoked by some fucking random Russian guy. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I appreciated the fact that that uh, Paul Heyman came out with his promo talking about you know when when Brock Lesnar went against Samoa Joe, they beefed up Samoa Joe because he was an actual threat. When Brock Lesnar, who the hell who else did he go up against? Uh, who else? Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. They were talking about how Roman Reigns was the future and he was a top competitor. When he's going up against Jinder Mahal, he doesn't even compete in the same level as Brock Lesnar. And it's something that many fans are thinking, but he actually said it. No, totally. So Which I'm means a- why Jinder has to win this so match. So I'm going to cheer the fact that he actually said what the fans were if thinking. If Jinder Mahal loses that match... It does nothing for anybody. I got I'm it. going to quit the show. You're going to quit the show? Yeah. We have this Publicly record. recording. If Jinder Mahal loses... Are you a Jinder ho- a mark for Jinder? Well, first of all, yes. Listen to the show. <laughs> but if Brock, Brock Lesnar winning does nothing for anybody... 
this, I, I don't know. Have you had too many shots of wrestling? I don't oh, know wait, too many. Be yes, saying. before we even got to the studio, me and Mike were hanging out. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not going to hold Michael J. Putty. Don't hold anything to it. I am not holding him Because if Brock Lesnar wins, it does nothing for nobody. It's going to hurt Jinder way more than it hurt your boy Brock. Put the titles on the line. Give Jinder, everything Jinder's a joke. Give Jinder the fucking W. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the WWE Greenman will be holding the co-host search for a yeah, shot of wrestling in episode uh, 93. My last cheers of the night has to go for the Under Siege segment of Monday Night Raw. Before That's- I continue, God's going to say about that. Can I give my cheers? You want to give your cheers for yeah. Raw? Go ahead. The Booker T. Corey Graves role reversal with Elias. Mm. Booker's the you face. It. Corey Graves is the heel. You noticed it. I like it for a while did. ago, a while now, and it's, it's been kind of been annoying. It's weird. But now with TLC and Raw, I liked it. It was weird. I'm still not. I'm not a Booker T. fan on the oh, commentating. Nobody is. I'm not a Booker T. But like, the way what that does he, he contribute, he's a face. Supports the guys. Except for some reason, Elias. He's all about Elias, and uh, Corey Graves hates him. I like it. Anyway. I love Elias, by the way. Go I, to the I'm uh, down with Elias. Why Raw was great because of SmackDown. I knew you were going to say that, Michael J. Putty. Oh, it's facts. Michael J. Putty, I knew you were going to say Raw was better, and I can't wait to the ratings. I cannot wait to the ratings because okay, Raw was better. Because, yes, SmackDown, SmackDown invaded Monday Night Raw. Why did SmackDown invade Monday Night Raw? Why did SmackDown feel like they needed to make an impact on Monday Night Raw? Let me think about that. Because Raw is the A show. Because Raw is the flagship. Because TLC is a better show than any Raw pay-per-view that SmackDown could ever put together. TLC was a great pay-per-view when SmackDown did it in 2016. Let me tell you, Raw is better. I said it once, and I said it again and again and again. SmackDown invaded Raw because Raw is the place to be. Because because SmackDown... Because Rock... Anyway, my phone's off. The SmackDown... Let me tell you, SmackDown... Heel turn on Raw... The SmackDown heel turn was amazing. It led to a great show, them striking first, which frightens me. means they're going to lose on Survivor Series. That's right. But anyway, continue. Did you find it unexpected? No. Like shame? No? no? You expected SmackDown I to ex- invade? I expected them to follow suit with it done in the past, where Kurt Angle announces his guys and Shane invades with his guys. I did not expect him to come with the whole roster. I was not expecting him to come run rampant on the locker rooms. I, they were coming into the locker rooms, but how convenient. Well, there, there's a camera in the locker rooms already. They're yeah, ready to go. Cut the camera seven. Conveniently. But I was not expecting that at all. I was. I did not watch it live. I watched it the next night. And I was like, oh, shit. Check that shit out. That's good for SmackDown. Let's talk about uh, briefly about the memes. You know, if you follow social media, you you may have I mean, seen there was a, many a memes lot like, of the yeah. memes. Uh, Kurt Angle, though, with from, the shield. I did not see any of this. the, the so, SmackDown so invasion? The, so the Zack Ryder and uh, Nettie. <laughs> that's the only one I saw. First of all, all right, let's talk about that. Natalia. 
grab Zack Ryder's junk. <laughs> if there's any junk that you want to grab, Natalia, maybe Zack Ryder. At Michael J. Putty. <laughs> but uh, I'm, lo- I'm lonely. Uh, I like cats. <laughs> hey, then maybe Natalia likes. You. <laughs> Is there trouble in paradise? I mean, uh, Tyson Kidd was at. Uh, uh, create a pro wrestling doing a, a, a seminar for the wrestlers there. Maybe uh, Natalia was a little upset about it. She was feeling a little lonely because, because uh, Tyson Kidd was in, in the New York City area away from the cats, away from the pussy, if you want to say. But yeah, that what was did, funny. Did, did you see that coming? Uh, that was funny. No, SmackDown. Oh. The other meme. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Dana Brooke. Running the shit away. Oh, yeah. Smart woman, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Every freaking meme. And I've the best one was when Dana Brooke ran away from uh Indiana Jones when the ball oh, I the didn't see those. Boulder I seen that one. was coming. Oh, that was rich, baby. That was rich. Send those to me. But uh I mean, you could argue that Raw was better because of the that. SmackDown. But then I have to argue with you, Michael J. Putty, the SmackDown mark. That SmackDown was only better because people were tuning in to see what Raw was and did not do on SmackDown. Do you know? Uh, do you know who those people were? The Green Man, idiots. <laughs> do you honestly expected SmackDown to invade Raw only Raw? to have it happen the next night? No. Yeah, those are assholes. Well, people if you don't it. agree with me. If you were tweeting the SmackDown to see Raw invade, you're an yes. asshole. Tweet me your feelings at WB Green Man. What? No. Anyway, let's go to SmackDown. At Michael J. Putty. Oh, your mic's still on? Oh, I'm sorry. I try, to, I try to get like a handful of cheers and heels for mm. SmackDown. At least five. Mo- okay. maybe max five. Yeah, well, you don't want to go too overboard. To get the variety. Yeah. I could not deliver this week. Because SmackDown sucked. It, no, it was way better than Raw. But I got to cheers Usos on commentary. Usos are great all around. Whilst Cole was cutting a promo for Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> I you had to, remember that. You had to pay attention. I don't know people caught this. I caught it. Cole was saying, Jolly Ranchers, keep on sucking. Camera panned out. Focused on the match and the, uh, yep. going on the ring. You hear one of the Usos goes, what? <laughs> Mike front off. Because of a shitty fucking tagline. Keep on sucking? I think it's an awesome tagline, by the way. I think DX influenced the Jolly Ranger tagline all the way. Yes, keep on sucking and touch it where my suck it lies. Suck right, it, you're... suck it, suck it. Jolly Rangers, a new sponsor of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm going to cheers the Fashion Files finally coming back to being funny again. The Did tag... they ever stop being funny? A little bit. Okay. I'm glad you can admit that. Yeah, totally. Um, the the lines, the one-liners coming out, like the Ascension coming out, like, oh, I'm going to cut off this guy's chin. He, he doesn't have a chin. <laughs> and then Carmella coming in out of nowhere saying, um, I'm not party little fucking skits. She didn't say fucking, I'm just a little drunk. Yeah. But I'm not party so little many shots of wrestling skits. For, for Michael J. Putty. And uh, yeah, if you assholes thought Raw was going to come in that week, you're stupid. If you disagree, at WWE Greenman, they're going to wait for Roman Reigns to come back because Roman Reigns is the face that runs that place. Who else runs Raw? Raw place? Yeah, who else runs? Who's the face of Raw? Besides The Miz. The Miz is not excluded. The Miz. Um, Here he goes. The Bar. 
Okay. 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 Uh, yeah. So give it like a week or two and um, Raw will come back. Preach. No problem. They have to their fucking vengeance. If for some reason SmackDown won, it's because people tuned in to watch Raw invade. Those stupid idiots. Yeah, they're stupid. Anything else? You have anything for SmackDown? Um, no. Nope. Okay. Smackdown, Smackdown? Nope. Ratings. This week's Roger at 2.953, which is up from last week's 2.688. However, Ross saw a huge drop of 800,000 viewers from the first hour to the third hour. So they missed the best part of Raw, the fucking SmackDown invasion. Raw was number three in viewership for the night, falling behind NFL and ESPN. And Love and Hip Hop? Sports Center. Ooh, Raw was number man. three in the 18 to 49, falling behind NFL and Love and Hip Hop? Sports Center. Damn. Is Love and Hip Hop over? Are they on hiatus? No, I think it's a new it's a new season coming up. So they'll be hitting up uh, in the next coming weeks. SmackDown drew I'm a report on a Love and Hip Hop, and then yeah, you do that. Weeks. SmackDown drew a two point six nine nine, which is up from last big up from last week's two point three two zero. SmackDown was number two in viewership, falling behind. Rachel Maddow show American Horror Story. SmackDown was also number two in the eighteen to forty nine, falling behind. Rachel Maddow show American Horror Story. Shit. The blue brand, to be fair and balanced, saw no competition from any major sporting events that week, that day. So, no World Series, no hockey, no base, basketball. That's it. That's all I got for the ratings. So, who won? Well, <clears throat> the Raw is better. Well, Raw drew 2.93, but however, lost 800,000 viewers. Why are you well, focusing on the negative? Raw is better, so focus on the positive. But they ended up, I guess, with a 2.1, while SmackDown ended with a 2.3, so SmackDown's mm. better. Only because people were tuning in to see Raw invade. But then why would they stop watching Raw? 800,000 people stopped watching Raw because Raw sucks? Yeah. Go oh. home thoughts! Any go home thoughts, my friend? Michael J. Putty. Macho Green Man! <laughs> This is our Halloween episode, baby. Yeah, people forget about that. You haven't proven <laughs> it. But I, I, I think it, it's time. It's for, for a very Vader time? No, it's time for a very important moment on A Shot of Wrestling. Okay, coming out? Something we've never done before. And that is acknowledge a very special person, a very close friend to A Shot of Wrestling, you may know him as the definition of authority and sexiness. That's right. It's Eric Jaden, and it's Eric Jaden's birthday this weekend. So we, from a shadow lesson, would like to wish our dear friend Eric Jaden, the sexy scene, a very happy birthday. Happy birthday, my friend. Happy birthday. Happy birthday! If you want to hear to you, you can, you can continue. Happy birthday to you! We're still accepting calls for the next round of Happy the Love Hotline. Eric Jaden, the definition of authority and sexiness, is also the sexy saying. Ah. Happy birthday to you! And you'll wonder why I sing his theme song. <laughs> anyway, for me, happy birthday, buddy. Um, 
Let's keep it, keep it going. Nikki Bella is still on Dancing with the Stars. Really? Shut the front door. This week was at the movies. They were given the theme of foreign films. Then a special guest judge. Country superstar icon. Smoking hot milk, Shania Twain. Mm. So there it goes. Mm. She got a 37 out of 40 instead of whatever it was supposed to be. She got all nines. So she's in the middle of the pack. She did not get eliminated. She will be back next week. So we'll have the report on episode 89 of how she did. Any more going thoughts for you, my friend? Well, we've heard it before that a shot of wrestling is. That's right. We are the official podcast for Brie Combination. 36 out of 40, my bad. <laughs> Brie Combination Wrestling presents Final Judgment, and that is on November the 10th. Doors open at 7 p.m., 8 p.m. bell time. There's many great matches already announced. Michael J. Putty, we've broken the news before. You mentioned it earlier. Our friend Eric Jaden, what does he have in store for us? It's a strap-on match. Jesus fucking Christ, this is the most X-rated match in history. He's going against Sizzling Stan Styles with, with a, a Z. Z. That's right. Um, but there's a lot more matches to be announced. What's Willow doing? Huh? What's Willow doing? She's got a match for herself, too. I think it's a triple threat, right? I think so. There's a lot going on for BCW Presents Final Judgment. Um, it's coming to you from the world's famous Elks Lodge at 8220 Queens Boulevard. All you have to do is catch the M train, catch the R train, take it to Amherst Avenue. Catch an Uber. Walk, walk three blocks. Juno. And you're right there. You're right there. Just, just, just go to the building with the big Elks. It's right through the side door. You can go through the parking lot. That's usually where the entrance at. It has a bar. You could drink shots of wrestling. Uh, Mike Orlando apparently is going to have his drink green drink there again that the boulevard bullies presented on their pod on their um youtube channel it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be sick go buy your ticket a lot of shit is gonna go down and we are happy to be part of it the green man has procured t-shirt he has procured buttons just one t-shirt many t-shirts t-shirts shirts he has procured buttons hundreds of buttons come now, we're fraternity guys, so we, th- this is a very near and dear thing to us. Re- do you remember when you got pinned, Michael J. Putty? Yes. It's a very special moment for you. We are pinning. Happy birthday, Ray. <laughs> we are pinning fans of A Shot of Wrestling, followers of A Shot of Wrestling at BCW Final Judgment. The pinning ceremony is going to be happening live at BCW Presents Final Judgment on November the 10th. If you want to get pinned, get your ticket. There's a Groupon. It's only $10. Just go to the fucking show. Will we be pledging then? <laughs> Who knows? Pledging a shot of... We should do pledges. <laughs> we should. Just get pinned. Go to, the sh- go, go, go to the show and get yourself a pin. But there's a lot of great matches. And we're going to be featuring a lot of the competitors in the upcoming episodes of A Shot of Wrestling. The big grudge match between Darius Carter and... And TJ Marconi is happening at BCW Final Judgment, and we will have them live for you on an upcoming mini-sode of A Shot of Wrestling. We're here at the top of the show. It is our Halloween episode. We posted on our Instagram and Facebook. I think it was also Twitter. We're having a Halloween contest. Yes. Air culture on contest. But if you are dressing up as your favorite WWE superstar, and for some reason, any, any guy... 
Or, or as a green man. Yeah, no one's doing that. Sexy green man. Oh, if anybody tags up a sexy green man, tag us, please. Tag us in your pictures at a shot of wrestling on Instagram and Facebook. Shot of wrestling, no a on Twitter. Don't send us a picture, direct message on Instagram because green man will open it and I won't be able to see it. <laughs> That's what I do. I'll, I'll send it to you though. I yeah, I mean save it. I could Facebook. Like screenshot it. So just tag us at something, or if you post a picture, tag us in the picture itself, and we'll pick our favorites. See if you can beat the Macho Green Man and the Putty Taker. The Putty Taker, I like Thanks. that. That's all I got. Any ready to go home? I'm fucking tired. I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> You've had too many shots of wrestling, Michael J. Putty. Uh, at the stomach, yeah. I'm ready to go to bed. So, like we end every show, let me just tell you what you need to do to support us. Let me let you know what you need to know to help us grow. Just follow us on A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram and Shot of Wrestling No A on Twitter. This show is from the fans and it's to the fans. And it's your forum to discuss your thoughts. Have fun with it. And who knows, your thoughts could be part of next week's show. Now, if you need love advice... From the definition of authority and sexiness, dial it up for love, baby. That's 619-343-3005. And for more information or to be a sponsor, email us at a inbox at a shot of wrestling.com. All right. So for Green Man and for the Greek God, Papa Don, I have been your host, Buddy Taker. Happy Halloween. Until next week, buddy. Yep. Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing. All right, we are back for one last call. The bartender's trying to wrap it up, but we have last call with the Greek god Papadon. All right, so all you have to do is just answer this or that. Which one do you like more? Are you ready? Let's rock and roll and make sure that bartender don't spill my ouzo. <laughs> and away we go. Uh, WWF or WCW? WCW. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. City or suburbs? Suburbs. Facebook or Instagram? Uh, I don't have Instagram, so I'll have to say Facebook. <laughs> Batman or Superman? Batman. Come on, kid. <laughs> an iPhone or an Android? iPhone. DC or Marvel Comics? Marvel. Wait, wait. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, it depends. Old school Marvel versus old school DC. I'd say Marvel. New school now. Marvel versus now DC. I would have to say DC. <laughs> I think so that's, that's a catch. That's a trick question. Yeah. Um, a death match versus a la- or a ladder match. Ladder match. Uh, vanilla or chocolate. Vanilla. Raw or SmackDown. SmackDown. Finally. It's a shot of wrestling. So, beer or shots? Shots chased by beer. Ooh, my kind of guy. Thank you very much. That was Last Call with the Greek God, Demetrius Papadon. Hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>